Sage Northcott versus Logan Paul. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, guys. Fight Junkie here. I just wanted to touch on the subject that's been going around ever since Logan posted about uh, going to the UFC. I find it very interesting, the buzz it created almost instantaneously, and the amount of people on the right side and the left side. Some enjoy it, some don't want any part of it, and there's people stuck in the middle. I personally think it's probably going to be a done deal, and I know that may sound crazy, but remember, they did sign CM Punk. Remember, the UFC is bringing Brock Lesnar back in for an immediate title shot after he popped hot in his last fight. So what I think a lot of the hardcore fans and even the MMA journalists out there don't realize is that the UFC is about entertainment now. This idea that it's about the best fighting the best and who is the best in the world or who is the best in the division, I don't believe that nonsense for one minute. I don't believe it's been that way for a while. And certainly once the sale took place, for $4 billion, I don't think that's been the case at all. I've bitched about it over and over and over again on social media about how the UFC has watered down the product, how they're just pushing out wheat card after wheat card literally every weekend, that it's only the hardcore fans that are sitting there for six to seven hours straight watching these things from start to finish. Half the time, nobody would even know who's on the roster, who's on the card. There's just too many fighters. They're putting out too many fights. They're putting out too many poor matchups. And then they do stuff like bringing in Brock Lesnar and the whole WWE style, pushing and shoving and that kind of nonsense. But that's where it's going. It's going towards an entertainment company. And I get that. The, the people that are really upset, I'm talking about truly upset with the Logan Pauls, the CM Punks, Brock coming in and getting a title shot. I understand 1000% where you're coming from, but I know where we're going. That's the difference. The people that are truly upset with that do not understand the path that we're already on. And that's an entertainment path. If you want to say a WWE style path, that is a very, very popular sport. And people already know it's scripted going in. So the hardcore people are going to complain. But guess what, guys? The UFC isn't geared towards you anymore. They haven't been for a long time. I know that's not what you want to hear. And I understand it. I'm as hardcore as they come. I understand it. The, the hardcore group of guys out there, we all have a connection to one another. We all understand what the sport's supposed to be about in a perfect world, but it's not, and it's about money. I mean, there's a reason the UFC wants to control every aspect of the organization, from the belts to this bogus raking system that doesn't even mean anything. They just bypass it anyway and do whatever they want to do. Perfect example is Brock to uh, the Zufa boxing that they were talking about with the exact same type of total control. Doesn't want to work with uh, other organizations, uh, belts, uh, sanctioning bodies. Doesn't want to work with other promoters. Wants to control basically everything in-house. That I mean, boxers were never going to go for that, and that's one of the reasons why Zufa hasn't launched yet. That's a very hard sell when you have to tell a fighter, you have to wear Reebok shorts. And drink body armor water. And you have to sign away your likeness so we can sell your face all over the place and give you peanuts, if anything. 
that's a hard sell, man. Boxers have been around a lot longer than MMA fighters. And in my opinion, they make more money than MMA fighters without question, certainly at the top. It's not even disputable. The top MMA fighters make nowhere near the top boxers. And that's just reality. So he was going to have trouble with that in boxing. I said it the moment that they launched Zufa Boxing and the moment that they started talking about this controlling UFC style system. It's going to be much harder in boxing, not to mention the Ali Act. Ooh, did I say that? Yes, the Ali Act. But back to the Sage Northcutt, uh, Logan Paul thing. So people are upset about it. Some people want to see it. I personally have been advocating it simply because Logan Paul has already shown more skill in his five-round fight than CM Punk has in two UFC fights. That is no joke. So if you really wanted to bitch and go crazy, you should have been doing it about CM Punk. But if I recall correctly, a lot of you guys out there were championing that, saying, oh, well, he's a wrestler and he's an athlete and all this garbage before he came in and flopped on his face. So I see more people upset with Logan Paul, who I believe was a Division II wrestler and actually has better striking right now this second than CM Punk probably ever will in his life. And uh, to top that off, he's in way better shape than CM Punk physically. And he's um, way younger than CM Punk. So what's going on? Is it because you don't like Logan Paul? Is that really it? Or is it because of the purity of the sport? Well, if it's because of the purity of the sport, then you have better have a problem with all the other stuff that they do. Avoiding the raking system, jumping people all over the place, avoiding people's title shots, giving other people undeserved title shots, giving people passes for popping hot over and over and over. We know who I'm talking about, right? Crazy, shady, uh, USADA stuff going on with certain fighters out there who I won't name. Brock popping hot leaving and then coming back and immediately getting a title shot? Come on. If you're pissed about all that, then you have the right to be pissed about the Logan Paul uh, potential UFC signing. But if you haven't been pissed about all that, then you have no right to talk shit about Logan Paul going to the UFC. Now, if you have been pissed and you're pissed at this, okay, I get it. 1,000%, I understand exactly where you're coming from. We're not at odds here. I understand. The only difference between what you're thinking and what I'm thinking is it's inevitable because I believe the USC is now an entertainment company. It's not a fight company anymore. The, the fights are used to put on entertainment. And so when you're going down that path, you need a couple shows, big, big, casual, mainstream shows that you can promote every year that can bring in massive amounts of money. I mentioned before the Logan Paul fight, internet pay-per-view only did something like 8,000 buys. I mean 800,000, excuse me, not 8,000, 800,000 pay-per-view buys. Granted, it was like 10 bucks, but still, there's a market for this. Like I've been telling you guys since the fight was signed and promoted and I said it was going to trend on Twitter and everybody was talking about it and that's exactly what happened. Well, guess what's happening with Logan Paul, Sage Northcott? Everybody is talking about it. Everybody, including most of the roster of the UFC, who are either calling him out saying, hey, we'll welcome you. Come on, let's get it on. Or people saying, get out of here. You don't have the skills to compete with us. 
What a joke. Stay on YouTube. Regardless, it's already generating a ridiculous buzz. I actually added Dana on Twitter and said, seriously, man, you got to sign Logan Paul. And I'm dead serious. Like if you're in an entertainment company, sign this kid. Because regardless of what you think about him, him, his brother, his family, they know how to promote themselves. His one tweet has shaken up the entire UFC. And it was very simple. Like he enjoyed the boxing match, but he would like to go in the UFC so he can try out his wrestling. Boom. Here comes the heat. Chaos. Absolute chaos. With one tweet. I personally believe he wants to go in the UFC. I don't think it's a publicity stunt. I, I really think he wants to go in the UFC. And if the UFC is going to stick to their entertainment model, then I would say, why not? Now, as a purist, right, I get it. But I think we're long past that point. So the question becomes, do you hang on to that thought process and continue to be disappointed when they do non-traditional things and go outside the, the realm of fighting and produce more entertainment? You're just going to be upset constantly as it happens more and more? Or do you just accept it and maybe not agree with it, but understand that this is the way it's going to be run? And even if you don't want to support it and you don't watch those fights or you don't you know, promote those fights on your Twitter page or you don't do YouTube videos about it, whatever, that's up to you guys. I get it. You don't have to be a fan of it. But what I'm saying is I think you have to expect it now. So my thing on Twitter was I think it's a done deal. I think Logan Paul will be in the UFC. So as of 8-31-2018, I'm saying I think at some point he gets signed. If he's smart, which he seems to be, he's got his Maverick Media Company, he's got his clothing line, the guy sells everything out, he's a multi-millionaire, he's a young kid. I think if he's smart, he's going to get with Dana. Dana knows how to promote stuff. They know how to put on sideshows like the CM Punk, and they paid him what? 500k or a million dollars something like that for those fights come on this is not out of the realm of possibility that it's going to get done and if it does get done he's going to do big numbers now i don't know if it's going to be against Northcut. obviously there's a weight difference there and maybe we could do a catch weight thing or if it's going to be somebody else on the roster or uh, we were joking on social media doing a round robin, a tag team match. We can have CM Punk in there. We can have Mickey Gall in there. We can have Sage Northcutt in there. We can have Logan Paul in there. Hell, let's bring his brother in there too. Let's put Jake in there. I mean, we're just joking around. But these are the things that sell and there's an audience. And I think a lot of times, especially older people or these journalists that are stuck in the mud with the way they think about the sport and how it's supposed to be run, don't realize that tech is evolving at a rapid pace and things are changing and the viewership is changing and the demographics are changing and this YouTube lifestyle vlogging and multi-millionaires that are being made and streamers that are millionaires Times are changing, guys. Uh, fights that are going behind paywalls and streaming and people cutting off cable left and right. And everything is phone and computers, all based internet. The, things are changing. So the idea that the UFC is going to stay the same from when the Fertitas owned it to when um, the new company took over is ridiculous. We've already seen it change. I don't agree with all the changes at all. I don't want you guys to think that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. 
All I'm saying is I understand where it's coming from and where it's going. And in my opinion, it's going to continue down the more entertainment path. Because if you've ever listened to everything that comes out of the UFC, it's nothing but trying to reach mainstream casuals. Remember all the comparisons to soccer or football and how big they're going to be and how big they are and they're the biggest and the best organization in the world. And How far can you go with a, a hardcore group of niche fans? Combat sports is not even close to like NBA and Major League Baseball. Well, baseball is going down the toilet now, but football and soccer, what we would call soccer. I mean... I don't think hardcore fans can bring the UFC to where they want to go. And my proof of that is the ESPN Plus deal. I mentioned this about Rogan and Bruce Buffer. I think their time is limited simply because I don't think it's going to be necessarily the UFC that pulls a plug. It's going to be these corporate networks that say, we want plastic. We want very specific style of announcing and people and the way they look and the way they talk and their terminology and everything they say. We want control of this. If you want to be mainstream, that's what you need. You need those professionals on the mic, right? And that's why I think they want. Dana's already claiming there were seven billion. Now everybody knows you can't you can't go by what Dana says. It's probably the opposite. But that's what he says. So their goal is always to increase, increase, increase. So how are they going to do that? Do you guys really think they can just do it with us? They can't just do it with us. Do you think that the old model of pay-per-view is going to be around forever? It's not. Like a lot of people have already suggested that they should go to the WWE style, where I think it's like 10 bucks, and they get all this unlimited content. Kind of like how Logan did the $10 internet pay-per-view because you can get so many damn eyes and it's not just about the revenue that you bring in it's about the promotion of the brand because remember the UFC is the UFC like they use everybody and anything to promote themselves hardcore guys are bitching about the Woodley fight UFC don't want to promote Woodley more people are talking about Logan Paul's potential matchup with uh, Sage Northcutt than they are about the title fight. What does that tell you guys? That tells you where the priorities are for the UFC. That tells you what people are interested in. That may not be what we're interested in, but we're not the core target anymore. I don't believe we can sustain the UFC indefinitely and allow them to grow into much more than what they are right now, to what they want to be to how big they want to be, to how dominant they want to be. Why do you think they went with Reebok? Not only was it because of the money and the pay structure, but it's because they have total control of how everybody looks. AKA NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. You don't see people out there with any kind of other jersey on than what their team color is. Well, the UFC's team color is the Reebok. So people need, people need to look a little bit deeper into this. And once you realize what's going on, you're not going to be surprised. You may not like it, but you won't be surprised anymore. So if Logan Paul gets signed, it's going to be complete and utter chaos. There will be people jumping off buildings, screaming from rooftops that the US, UFC is dead. 
that the UFC is no longer the ultimate fighting championship, that they are just pure WWE style scripted entertainment and all they care about are the big bucks and where have you been? This is nothing new. The only difference is you're surprised by it. So don't be surprised. Expect it. I'm at the point now where I'm tweeting out, I actually expect Logan Paul to be signed by the UFC. Do you know how crazy that would sound when the Fertitas are even five years, six, seven? Yeah, that would be crazy. I was against CM Punk coming into the UFC. I thought that was ridiculous. And I knew Mickey Gall was going to wipe his ass because say what you will about Mickey's limitations. He's an MMA fighter. CM Punk is a wrestler, a WWE wrestler. He's not a collegiate wrestler. He's like 40, 37, 38 years old. So if any of you made excuses as to why CM Punk could be in the UFC, then you better be doing the same damn thing for Logan Paul. And listen. I'm not nut-hugging on Logan, all right? I'm just saying you've got to apply the same circumstances that you did with CM Punk or even Brock Lesnar. Granted, Brock had the wrestling background, but he came from nothing too. And then people make the excuse because obviously Brock did well, became the champion, but he's popping hot, man. You don't think uh, Brock Lesnar's clean, do you? So then we're giving him an exemption and we're looking the other way. The same thing we did with John Jones. It drives me crazy when people talk about John Jones as being one of the greatest of all times. Bullshit. You simply cannot say that. He has already popped. How can you sit there and say that and not realistically question how many times he was on shit and didn't get caught? Skill-wise, do I think? Of course, I will never deny how skillful the dude is. But you have to look that he's been busted cheating. That has to put an asterisk over all those wins. You have to question it if you're a sane person. Even if you're a John Jones fan of his skills, which I am. I don't like the person John Jones. I think he's 100% plastic and credit to Rashad Evans. That was the first person I ever heard that said, this dude is fake. What you guys see is not how he is. But nobody ever questions his skills. Even the people that don't like John Jones as a person uh, for his cheating, the way he handles himself, his, his uh, issues outside the ring, Nobody says the dude can't fight. Nobody says that. I've never heard one person ever that criticized John Jones say he couldn't fight. Not one. Ever. Ever. Since John Jones has been in the UFC. I think we can all pretty much agree he can fight. But there's more to it than that. Right? So if you give John Jones a pass, you give CM Punk a pass, you give Brock a pass... Even even people like Anderson as pop and um, Ortiz as pop. There's a, there's a lot of people that are pop. If you're just looking at looking at looking, and then you pick on Logan Paul. Well, wait a minute. If you want the sport pure, that's not purity. Cheating is not purity. It's supposed to be 
you're the best, I'm the best on an equal playing field. If your if your skills are better than mine, like if he could beat DC nine times out of ten or ten times ever uh, out of ten, being clean, okay. But people laugh and they put up the memes of DC losing and crying. He lost to a cheater, an actual cheater who popped and got busted for it. So I just think that people need to be realistic in what they're doing and what they're saying and how they're looking at the sport, how they're looking at fighters, and who they're deciding to criticize. Do I think Logan Paul can come in tomorrow and beat Sage? No. Simply because Sage is going to have far better striking. I think he has good enough takedown defense that Logan probably wouldn't be able to get him to down before he was knocked out. Not to mention Logan has cardio issues. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Logan's going to come in and destroy the UFC and be the champion. What I'm saying is this precedent has already been set. So as soon as they allowed the CM Punk thing, and you could even go back to Brock. Because he was a big WWE personality. And granted, they do have backgrounds. But you could say the same thing for Logan. They were saying it for CM Punk. You can always make an excuse for somebody's background that they're deserving to come into the UFC. He's athletic. He's young. He's a Division II wrestler. He's a Division I wrestler. He's a boxing champion. You can. He was an amateur boxer. They do it all the time. right? They do it to promote UFC fighters. He's had 5,001 kickboxing matches. He was a Taekwondo champion, right? They do it all the time. So we could do that all day long for anybody. That doesn't mean they are going to come into the UFC and dominate. And I don't think that's the case. But what I'm saying is, do you really think he's going to do worse than CM Punk? Like, skill-wise, forget if Northcutt and the him fought and he knocked him out in two seconds and people would say, CM Punk did better. Not really. CM Punk has no skills. He has heart. The first fight he got destroyed and the second fight was ridiculous. It was like two guys playing around with each other. I mean, I don't even know what the hell that was. Daddy Dana was so pissed he didn't want Mike Jackson back in the UFC. That should tell you something. It was that bad. So Sage obviously is favored and would be the champ and catch weight and all this stuff. I'm not saying that. I mean, he, he would definitely be able to beat Logan. But that doesn't mean that the UFC isn't going to bring him in and somehow find a way to promote him. Maybe it's not with Sage because I think that would be crazy. But remember, they brought in CM Punk. He got destroyed and they gave him another fight. So who's to say they couldn't do the exact same thing with Logan? Bring him in with a big name, do massive numbers, he loses, and then say, well, he showed this, or he did this, or he's still a young kid, and we think that with another year training, or eight months, or and then they give him another fight. And during the buildup, it would be the exact same thing. The guy's a promotion machine. They would do just like they did with CM Punk. Remember, he's the hardest worker in the gym. This guy has heart to no end. He learns so fat. Remember all that? Do you guys remember the buildup? Do you remember all the fluff that was shoved down your throat about this dude? From not only his camp, but all the promotions. How the UFC promoted this guy? I get it, guys. And then you look at Woodley and they're like, uh, where's Woodley? He is the champion. 
he hasn't lost since like I believe it was like 2014 or something, like Rory McDonald, if I recall correctly. But that's what I'm saying. There's a reason they're promoting guys like Connor. There's a reason they promoted a guy like CM Punk. There's a reason they're bringing a guy like Brock in. It's money. It's numbers. There's a reason they're not promoting Woodley. It's a reason that they're promoting Till more than Woodley. He's big. He's loud. He's aggressive. He's in your face. It's numbers, guys. This is basically what has always happened, but I think they're just taking it to a new level that they're looking outside of traditional skilled fighters to do these kind of numbers. If you think about it, it makes total sense. Look at Conor and Floyd Mayweather. Conor McGregor is on the Forbes list because of one single boxing match. It wasn't his damn UFC money, guys. And that wasn't hardcore fans on MMA and hardcore fans on boxing that pushed that fight to do those numbers. This was casuals. These are people that probably have never seen a boxing match in their life who couldn't spell MMA if they had to. That fueled that fight. That made those guys so much money. That put them on the top of the Forbes list. The UFC execs are not idiots. They understand that. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor were not idiots. They understood that. Why do you think they did that huge promotional tour? There's a reason that these things are promoted certain ways, and there's reason that other fights are not promoted that way. You have to start looking at it as an entertainment industry. No longer the best of the best fighting the best, and that's all they do is fight the best. So if you're the champion, you fight one, you fight two, you fight three, you fight four. Does that work that way, guys? Tell me. And the UFC in 2018, is that how it works? You know that's not how it works. You know they're constantly leapfrogging and holding people back left and right. People going on five, six fight win streaks. Not even talked about. Why? Because the UFC is looking at these fights differently than you are. You're looking at them as a fan, as a fight fan, as a hardcore guy or girl. The best matchups, style matchups, styles make fights, his weaknesses, his strengths. I get it. I do it all the time when I'm capping fights. But you've got to sit your butt in the UFC seat and understand what they're looking at. But the reason I say that is because otherwise you're going to continue to be disappointed. Who wants to be disappointed all the time? Who wants to be disappointed in the sport they love? Like how I get with judges and officials. It's disappointing when you... See, fighters put in all this hard work and sacrifice and freaking official robs them outright blind, right? Because you can relate to those fighter sacrifices. So I understand where the hardcore guys are coming from. I consider myself one of you. But the only way you're going to be able to roll with the punches and continue with the sport and enjoy it is to understand it. Again, maybe not like it, but you have to accept it because... If you don't, you're constantly disappointed and disillusioned with where the sport's going. I see it a lot. I don't like the weekly cards at six to seven hours long. And I make money. So I don't know how people are sitting there six to seven hours and they don't even bet. Like you guys got some real hardcore balls sitting there 
and not missing stuff, getting up, going down, getting a burger, taking a shower, going out, you know, playing golf with your friends to the main event. None of that. Like you're hardcore sitting there watching hour after hour, fluff after fluff, commercial after commercial. That takes something and not everybody has it. So understand that you guys feel like you're being let down and you can make an argument for it. I'm not making a counter argument that you're not being let down. So I don't want you guys to think that. I know a lot of people will throw shade at me if that's what they think. And I'm telling you right now, that's not what I'm saying. I understand your point of view. All I'm saying is, if I can understand your point of view and you can understand my point of view, then you understand the UFC's point of view. Because your point of view and my point of view are the same. I'm only adding in the UFC's point of view. So hopefully I'm explaining it well enough that you realize that what we want isn't necessarily what the UFC wants. And you would say, well, if they're a true fight, no, they're not. They're not a true fighting company anymore. They're an entertainment company. So that's the reason they have to look at these matches and see where to put them, what time to put them, what country to put them, right? What network to put them. And even bout orders. Like people were pissed that Mickey Gall was like the first fight on FS1 or something like that on the last fight. Like he's more established than that. And we see other cards where you're like, why is this person on the main card and this person isn't on the card? Right? This is all calculated by these people behind the scenes. And they're doing it strictly for numbers. This is a revenue game. Because if it wasn't, why would they just put out all these cards constantly? When hardcore fans are going, man, this is brutal, guys. Like, why are you putting out six to seven hour long fight cards every single weekend? What is up with this idea that you're going to put on more shows with less, with less content, with less quality? I think we all want more quality, right? We don't need quantity. The quantity over quality business model, I'm not a fan of. But they just keep doing it. Show after show after show. There's got to be a reason. A lot of times we post the numbers, you know, you see on social media after the cards come out. And they're dismal, but they just keep doing it. And people are wondering, like, what is going on with the UFC's popularity? And I keep insisting that I don't believe they really care about the hardcore guys anymore. I think you've seen that with the examples I laid out. And I don't think that they even worry about what the hell that we want. I think they think we're always going to be there. And we're the guys that are going to support the little shitty cards every weekend. Six to seven hours sitting there staring at your television screen or your computer monitor or your phone screen. And then they're going to put in the Logan Pauls, the Brock Lesnar's, and the CM Punk's twice, three times a year for huge pay-per-view numbers and give us the middle finger if we don't like it and say, we'll see you back on FS1 for Fight Night 136. Because they know that's not bringing in the casuals. So if you look at it from their point of view, they're getting their cake and eating it too. Because we're going to sit here and bitch and moan, but we're still going to be watching FS1 for six hours, seven hours, fight pass and all this other stuff. And then we're going to bitch, we're going to cry, we're going to moan when Logan Paul gets on pay-per-view and gets half a million dollars for his fight. 
But guess what? We'll probably watch that too. So in my opinion, the business model works for them. Not a fan of it, but I understand it. But I think you guys are way off base if you think these things can't happen. And I'm not just talking about Logan. It could be his brother. It could be KSI. It could be anybody at this point that can make a lot of noise and sell a lot of tickets. There's a reason Connor gets away with shit that nobody else does. There's a reason that John Jones gets away with shit that nobody else does. There's a reason that Brock gets away with shit nobody else does. They, they freaking cut people for not taking fights. And look at what these guys do and get away with. I complained about the, uh, the promo where they're using the bus incident for Connor and Khabib. What did I complain about? I complained about it because previous to that, when it actually happened, Dana was out there whining and crying and like it was the most disgusting thing he'd ever seen in his life. And then the guy uses it for the pro- promo. What does that tell you? Come on. This is about business. Who can put asses in the seat? And those big guys, regardless if it's skills or like Brock Lesnar with the personality, of course, the dude's huge. Or guys like CM Punk that had a big WWE following. Logan Paul, who has a huge, huge... People underestimate how popular this kid is. His Twitter page alone has almost 5 million followers. It's something like 4.77 million followers. There are multiple champions of the world that don't come anywhere near that number. Check out his YouTube page. How many views this guy gets. He's making millions off of YouTube ad revenue alone. Not including all of his outside businesses that he has. Including Maverick Media which promoted the boxing fight. There's a market. He knows what he's doing. And people that know what they're doing can get into the UFC. Because if they have some type of fighting ability. Or some type of athletic ability. Look what's going on with Greg Hardy. You might say, yeah, but he's had to go through the trials. But still, this shows you that the UFC is willing to go outside the traditional talent pool of fighters. And bring people in and try to teach them how to fight. Why would they do that? Because they understand the risk versus reward. The upside is so much bigger. Because it's only the hardcore fans that are watching from start to finish. It's only us that are sitting here bitching. Nobody even knows about Greg Hardy. Until he becomes a sensation. And then all that domestic violence stuff and all his NFL career. All that's going to come out. Why is it going to come out? Because that's going to be the tagline for him. There's going to be people that paid and watch this guy lose because they hate his freaking guts. It's brilliant. It's brilliant by the UFC. If they move this guy right, he is going to be a freaking moneymaker for the UFC. He can punch, he's exciting, and he's got all that garbage uh, baggage with him. And people are going to hate it, and then other people are going to say, it doesn't matter, he gets a second, third, fourth chance, whatever, he's a fighter now, That that's something else. You're going to have both sides of it. Just like people did with Floyd Mayweather. People paid. To watch this guy lose for how many decades? 
talk shit, hate the guy, hate his guts, buy his pay-per-view, buy a shirt and burn it, buy his program and wipe your ass with it, he was making money the entire time. That's how the UFC will be. They will be making money every single time, regardless if you're a fan or you're against the guy. It doesn't matter to them. It's like the books. They want two-way action. If they can create a buzz about a guy and get that two-way action, they are made. And us hardcore people are easily fooled by this because we're loyal. So we stick with them over and over and over and watch the weekly cards that we're falling asleep on. And then when Logan Paul comes into the UFC, are you telling me you're not going to watch? Seriously, be honest with me. Post in the comments. I want you guys right now, when you hear this, you post on YouTube or you post on my Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Uh, YouTube is YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. I want you to post and let me know if Logan Paul gets signed to the UFC, regardless of what weight and who he fights, if you will watch or if you will not watch. Honestly. Honestly. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you my opinion on that. If Logan Paul gets signed tomorrow or in a year from now, regardless of weight, regardless of opponent, I will watch. Does that make me less of a hardcore guy? Am I out of the club? Do I think he belongs? That's a separate issue. We talked about that. The fact of the matter, it's going to do numbers. If I'm not watching, his 4.7 million followers will be. If every single hardcore guy did not watch that, it would still do huge numbers. How many of you guys watch CM Punk? Tell me. Again, comment. Interact with me. That's what I'm here for. Tell me. Did you guys watch CM Punk? I watched both fights. I didn't think he belonged in the UFC. After the first fight, I said he should be gone for sure. They brought him back. I still didn't think he was going to win even against Mike Jackson. No joke. Did I watch? I watched. Did I watch Brock Lesnar? Am I going to watch him in DC? Even though he popped hot? Even though he doesn't deserve the title shot? I'm going to watch. John Jones, a serial cheat with this shady USADA that's going to bring him back earlier than what people think. If that happens, am I going to watch him? Regardless if he fights DC or Logan Paul? Yep. I'm going to watch him. What about all the other guys that have popped, got suspended, got cut, came back, whatever the case is, where it's tainted their name or tainted the sport as you see it? Did you watch them? We all did, guys. We're hardcore. We watch. I spoke about this when I did the KSI Logan predictions. When I did the post-fight reaction, bare-knuckle boxing. Right? If I can fit it in and I've got the time, I'll watch it. And I think it's slop. And I don't agree with shop-worn fighters fighting and, you know, acting like it's some offshoot of a professional sport like professional boxing or if it was some offshoot of MMA or whatever the case may be. But when you're a fight junkie, right, you want to watch fights. That's what you enjoy. I don't always agree with the matchups. I don't always agree with the rules. I don't always agree with the fighters that are being brought in and fighters that are being cut. 
But I think it's naive to say you're not going to watch Logan Paul or you didn't watch CM Punk or you're not going to watch Brock or you're not going to watch John Jones or you're not going to watch Greg Hardy based off some like moral high ground or belief system, whether it's what they do outside the cage slash ring or if you think they don't belong, like quality skill wise. But I see that a lot in MMA where I criticize their technique and their traditional MMA fighters that may have multiple fights in the UFC. Sometimes a dozen fights, 10 fights, five fights. And I still complain about, man, how can you have that kind of technique when you've been training at an MMA gym for this long? Side note, Donald Cerrone's podcast, which everybody heard, speaks volumes to what I've been saying about MMA as a whole. The trainers are, for the most part, a joke. You've got gym training advice, you've got strength and conditioning training advice, and you've got in-fight, fight night training advice. There's a lot that can go wrong, and there's a lot of pretenders. And if you watch the sport, see all these guys train, get injured, see all the weight cutting issues they have, and then hear the ridiculous, horrible, utter garbage fight night in the cage ring it uh, in the cage advice, you would say, this was not a shock to me. And it was not a shock to me. I've been telling as many people that will listen to me, and I know I'm not the biggest voice, but fighters have to take responsibility for this. If Cerrone knew that's the way the gym was and that was the shit that was going on, he needed to bail. Screw that jazz about getting kicked out. He should have been gone long ago and maybe his career wouldn't be on the slide that it's in. Because like he said, he needed certain things that he wasn't being provided. And the atmosphere wasn't right. You got to go. Because in the end, there's nobody, not one of those single trainers is going to be wiping your mouth when you're drooling 20 years from now. Not one of them. That's why you got to be surrounded by good people and not these scam managers, these shady trainers. Anybody that just throws a towel over the shoulder is not a trainer. Anybody that says I can get you more money is not necessarily a manager. Fighters are very trustworthy people and it's sad because people look at fighters like they're just brutes. But these guys are, these guys are very, a lot of them, most of them in my experiences and I've met. So many fighters from both sports. You guys don't even know how many. I used to be involved really deeply in the sports. And these guys are some of the nicest, humblest people you will ever meet, regardless of what they do for a living. Usually it's the switch that they flip, and we talk about that a lot, right? The mental switch in your mind that you flip. They flip that switch when they go in the cage. Outside the cage, these people are nice, man. They will train with you. They will work with you. They will roll with you. They will take photos with you. They will conversate with you. They will sign stuff for you. They will treat you like a long-lost friend if you're part of the gym and maybe not even a pro fighter. Guys, I know I live in Vegas. Come on. Some of the best gyms in the world, right? The most high-profile gyms are here, boxing and MMA. Fighters are cool for the most part. They're decent people, and people know this. And the scum comes in, and they take advantage of them. That's one of the reasons I can't stand when people argue with me about these guys not deserving more pay. And that's a separate episode because that really gets under my skin. 
with all they go through and all they sacrifice and story after story about how they can't pay their bills and make a living and you're going to tell me they don't need more money? $4 billion the company was sold for? Dana White bets a million dollars on blackjack? Throws million dollar birthday parties? And I get it, it's his money. But where are the fighters' money? Where are their money? And they're not even asking for million dollar hands of blackjack. So that's a different that's a different episode, a different topic for a different day. But I just want you guys to be realistic about this. Don't be shocked if Logan comes into the UFC and deal with it how you got to deal with it. But don't think it's going to be the end because it's not going to be. There's going to be another somebody down the road, whether it's from a basketball team, a hockey team, a football team, whether he's from a soccer team in the UK, whether it's a YouTube guy, it's going to be somebody, a professional wrestler like we saw with WWE, could be on the female side. Whatever it is, all you have to look at it and realize they're going to use the exact same blueprint over and over and over and over again as long as it works. So if they made money off the CM Punk thing, don't think they're never going to bring another CM Punk type person in. They will. If they make money off Brock, if they're making money off cheats that come back after their suspension and everything's hunky-dory and everything's fine. If they make money off Connor throwing shit through windows and throwing soda cans at people, they're going to keep doing it. If they make money off Logan Paul coming into the UFC, then there's going to be many more Logan Pauls down the road. How can you think there's not going to be? It's only when they don't make money on it that it would stop. And I don't think that's going to happen because, like I said, I don't think the hardcore casuals have as much uh, say as they think they do. I don't think we're as important as we think we are to these organizations. I think they go, we got these guys and we can get casuals and we can go mainstream and we can get on these mainstream networks that are plastic like ESPN where we can come off as professional. Right back to my Bruce Buffer, Joe Rogan. So they've got to put this aura of the organization is professional. The brand is professional. That's why you have Reebok gear going on. And then we also put on very entertaining fights. So we can grab a little bit of those casuals in there. That's a lot of people, folks. Way more than we are. Way more. So it makes sense from a business model. And then the hardcore guys are still there going, yeah, I don't really like it, but I'm a fight junkie part of the fight junkie family gotta watch fights i bet on fights i enjoy fights fights of my life that's what it becomes man anybody who has uh kids or spouses or girlfriend or whatever the case wife husband they know it's a true sacrifice to do what we do regardless if you're betting or not it takes up a lot of damn of your time people going hey every weekend every weekend it can cause some conflict there you can have some friction but does the UFC really care or do they just expect us to always be there? I think that's something to think about. That does it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.